0: I am so thrilled bringing this out into the world, and the response has been just so positive that for me, it's like you know, 15-year-old Tony Ortega, borderline suicidal, uh, hating who he was, is now creating something that he wanted back then, and hopefully we will then touch another borderline suicidal Tony Ortega out there to be like you know, the the new hashtag I'm using using is find the hero within.
1: Ah, oh, my heart, yes.
0: So that really, if if I were to kind of collapse everything, the accords is all about finding the hero within.
1: Hey, welcome to the Midday Meditation Pump Up Podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Eiman, also known as my superhero alter ego, Captain Heart Song. I'm so glad you're here. We have a really special edition today. And before we dive into that, I just wanted to apologize for anyone who's been like, Where have you been the past few days? I normally drop a meditation affirmation three times a week. And due to some technical uh, difficulties, (laughs) uh, it only happened once this week. And I just went totally dark by accident. So um, if you were like, where's my affirmations? I love you. Thank you for wanting to listen to them. I hope you were able to just go back and enjoy one of the 20-some other affirmations that I have provided you. Uh, But if not, if you're like, Marissa, I need my new affirmations. Oh, you're amazing. I love you. More coming up next week. And today, we have a very, very special guest, a special addition to this podcast. As you know, I love superheroes. And It wasn't until I saw Wonder Woman that I realized how important representation is in seeing superheroes in movies, in comic books, because up until then, pretty much all of the heroes I had looked up to were really not anything like me. I mean, as much as I love the Arrow, I can't imagine myself being a totally ripped man. Um, Just, you know, I... I just can't see myself going there. However, you know, Wonder Woman, she's a gorgeous brunette with brown eyes. I mean, no wonder I was like, oh my God, it's just like me. So I could feel, (laughs) oh my God, I couldn't even finish that sentence without laughing. Gal Gadot is a goddess, can we just all agree? So, however, I mean, seeing her made me feel so empowered because it really did feel like I could see myself in her. And I realized how many other people out there don't have a hero that they could see themselves in and and how empowering it is to see yourself in a hero. And so this is why I am so excited that I had the chance to interview Dr. Tony Ortega. Tony is a licensed clinical psychologist and a life coach with a passion for comic books. and. Metaphysics. So he is combining it all into one incredible comic book series called The Accords, an LGBTQ and ally comic book mixing themes of spirituality and social justice in our modern world. And if you're like, Marissa, how does this relate to the Midday Meditation Pump Up podcast, let me tell you. The whole goal of this podcast is that you feel like your own superhero, and I have a very good feeling that this episode will help you do just that. So I had the pleasure of sitting down and talking with Tony and learning a bit about at first why he even got into comic books in the first place.
0: Comics have always been like, you know, when I was a teenager, such a solace for me, you know. I'm being, you know, borderline suicidal, gay teen in the 80s. I mean, come on, Catholic Cuban household. Mm. That's a formula for disaster right there. Mm. But I just dove right into my comics and I would just get lost in these worlds and just be like,
1: ah. Yeah. Tony's specialty in psychology is really helping people who identify as Gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, or those who are questioning their identity. And he noticed, as this fan of comic books, that while yes, there there was starting to be a little bit more of representation, there really wasn't a whole lot of intentionally mixing themes of spirituality into it. However, as Tony points out, a lot of comic books are already based in very spiritual themes. I mean, And that Wonder Woman that I so relate to, she is a demigod. Her father is Zeus, which gets into ideas of theology. And Tony argues that themes of spirituality are actually inherent in almost every comic book.
0: I've always felt that comic book media is one of the most spiritual media that exists, but we don't acknowledge it. I mean, for God's sakes, Thor is the thunder god. Jean Grey resurrects, hello, Jesus Christ. Um, You know, Iron Fist with his uh, chi. That's all like, you know, uh, Eastern philosophy right there. So if people say that there is no spirituality in comic books, they got another thing coming.
1: Now, in my experience, as someone who's only discovered comic books in the past few years and wishing that I had discovered them sooner, I agree with Tony. I have seen so many spiritual themes in comic books. And for that, that's one of the main reasons that I love them so much. But like I said, I have to admit, I really wasn't extraordinarily aware of the lack of representation for diverse groups of people until watching Wonder Woman and seeing how it felt to see myself or to see someone I could relate to as a character. And so even though Tony acknowledges that there has been an uprising of LGBTQ characters and characters of color, that representation isn't always used in a way that is as powerful as it could be.
0: One of the drawbacks as I was growing up was, I'm reading all of these comic books, Superman, The Avengers, Iron Fist, X-Men. There was no one I could really relate to because none of them were gay. Mm -hmm. None of them were Latino. None of them were struggling with their religious upbringing. And I bring all of that into... Um, into the Accords. And I, you know, I love the fact that we have, we live in an age where we have LGBT mainstream comic book characters. Here's my problem with teams. In teams, you've either got the token gay or it's an all-gay team with the token straight. Mm. And there's never a nice mixture. Of course, X-Men's kind of changed that up a little bit because they've got now several LGBT characters, more LGB, not enough T, but Um, And what I wanted for the Accords was, let's have an even mix of heterosexual, cisgender, transgender, homosexual, lesbian, bisexual, pansexual, let's just have a whole nice mix of things, you know, because we don't live in a world with just five gays and a token straight or five, uh, uh, five straights and a token gay, you know? We live in a very diverse world why not represent that? So really the Accords is a combination of my love of comic books, my love of metaphysical principles, and being a member of the LGBT family and wanting to see that kind of equal representation in, in comic book media.
1: Why Why now? Why now?
0: So funny thing, the, the Accords, the first story arc is ripped from today's headlines. It is following the 2016 United States presidential election. And, you know, what we're feeling as a nation is, A, division. Division, division, division. Secondly, is just abject fear. So my hope and my inspiration to do the Accords is, in, and in basing it in today's world in 2019, is we could read something different other than, you know, Trump's crazy tre- tweets or, you know, all, CNN and all of this stuff. It's like, wow, wouldn't it be nice if we had a bunch of heroes that were actually able to fight some of the injustices that this, uh, you know, current administration is influencing? You know, and it's, for I, I think it's just a nice distraction. It's a nice way, it's like, you know, kind of like that fantasy, like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if, and we can get lost in that for a little bit, as opposed to, You know, Kellyanne Conway asking a reporter their ethnicity. You know, that kind of stuff. So I think it's just something that it it, it reflects, you know, kind of like the the current state of the world. But also, the seven members are, are people like you and me.
1: This gets into a part of this that I really love. I love the fact that these characters could be any one of us. And they're standing up for justice. They're standing up for what's right in the world. And they're just figuring out exactly as you and I are. So I wanted to learn a little bit more about who these heroes are. And before we get there, I think it's important for Tony to explain a little bit about what their powers even correspond with.
0: Well, I can't give away too many spoilers. However, um, as you could, you know, people, if they look at the costumes, they're like, oh, that looks like the chakras. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. Each member has a power related to one of the seven chakras. And, you know, for me, it was like, I love anything about chakras. And, you know, if we align with our chakras, isn't that our own personal superpower as well? You know, so... Yes, it's a comic book. Yes, it's fantasy. But is it?
1: What I love about this moment is that right here, Tony touches on the whole point of this podcast. I believe that you are a superhero and that you do have your own powers. Balancing and strengthening your energy centers, your chakras, is definitely a powerful part of that. And so for me, it's so exciting to see Tony using the different chakras as superpowers. So, each character in the Accords has a power that corresponds with a certain chakra. The team leader, Reina, her powers correspond with the crown chakra, and she is kind of like the Accords' reluctant leader.
0: Raina. So Reina, rich girl, Upper East Side, white privilege. She you know, she rebelled against her parents because she, you know, she realized, you know, she, this is someone who's a, an, a, you know, when she got older, was an activist and was involved in Black Lives Matter and all of this stuff. And then the closer the connection she has to Earth, the more she knows stuff. Mm-hmm. For any of my X Factor readers, she's kind of like a Layla Miller. So the more she's connected to the Earth, the more she knows. She can, like, figure stuff out. And so that's that's how she's like the de facto team leader. She hates being the leader. But she, I mean, she's got the power set that's perfect for being the team leader. But she not only is she like trying to battle that white privilege, at the same time, you know, these the, the other six are really leaning on her to lead this team because she comes from an affluent family. She, you know, she knows stuff. So that's her struggle.
1: the next here of Tony Talks About corresponds with the third eye chakra.
0: Sierra, ah, Maria, my lesbian Latina from the Bronx. She's got all that Bronx, Puerto Rican attitude, and, you know, she is not afraid to show it. But in issue one, she's not with the team, which is the whole mystery of, well, why did Sierra defect? Her power is final outcome vision. She's able, she doesn't, so the difference between her and Reina, Reina can kind of identify the steps that she needs to take. Seer just sees the final outcome. So it's almost like if Seer and Reina were together, it would be like perfect, right? So, uh, so Seer, um, we see her siding with the Mordekana order and working closely with the president's secret uh, espionage group. Um... And, you know, she, it's, it's this internal, so she's like the villain of the story arc, but not really, because she's a member of the team. So we don't really know what's going on with her. As the story arc unfolds, you get to see a little bit more about Maria. The second issue, which I'm scripting now, you're starting to see hints of what might really be going on, because her teammates are like, WTF, what are you doing working for the president? Um, so, you know, for any, again, for any comic readers, um, this first story arc was very much inspired by the Avengers, the Korvac saga. That's a trade you have to get. It's amazing. It's one of my favorite all-time storylines. And in this storyline, Korvac, Michael Korvac gains godlike powers, and he wants to remake the world into this utopia. So it's this guy with powers who thinks he's doing the right thing, and he's not. So take that as kind of like what seer might be experiencing.
1: If you know the order of the chakras, you probably are ready to guess what we are going to talk about next. Next in our lineup of dear heroes from the accords is our hero whose power corresponds with the throat chakra. How is
0: very interesting. So how for any of my New Yorkers or people who are familiar with New York, he's like this Bushwick millennial. He's, he's a performer and he does spoken word. And he's like this very aloof and very like, you know, very kind of like, you know, that performance artist kind of mentality. And, and um, a little a snippet about his origin, him being a spoken word champion, He ga- his powers emerge in the middle of a spoken word event. Um, so he's, his, his throat chakra and his power is um, he speaks and he's able to create only through speaking. It's not like Banshee from the X-Men that just blows it out of it. he has to speak certain, uh, speak to create like sonic disruptions of different intensities and stuff like that. So um, it, it's almost like he has to be very, he's, he's not very wordy and you'll see that in the first couple of issues because, you know, he just doesn't have that much control over his power. Oh, so, wow. again, for the comic book reader, think Banshee from the X-Men and Black Bolt from the Inhumans right. had a baby.
1: Okay. Okay. So that,
0: that's, and, and, and he is funny. He is, so he is a person of color, um, gender nonconforming, although he clearly looks very masculine, but he identifies as gender nonconforming and pansexual. right he is he's a trip he's he's very he's, he's not very wordy but he is he's fun
1: the more we were talking about these heroes the more i personally just wanted to meet them don't they sound amazing this next one is near and dear to my heart as i'm assuming it is to tony's and i don't mean that with a pun because this hero corresponds with the heart chakra and it is also the one that is loosely based around tony himself
0: corazon so corazon might have a unique resemblance to a certain individual being interviewed on this show but gosh darn it you're not going to create a comic book and not put yourself in there okay i
1: love that Facebook so, algorithm tagged you. Can we just end That is hysterical. That, was the that best is hysterical. moment. Okay, okay. Quick pause here. So to catch you up to speed, I had posted a picture of some comic book art from the Accords, and on it were the seven main characters, and the character that is loosely based around Tony was tagged by the Facebook algorithm as Tony. So... That just gives you an idea of how great the art is. Okay, back to the interview.
0: Like how I was gagging. Just gagging when you put that. Uh, and, and, and at the same time, just very happy that Facebook was able to recognize
1: it. <laughs> right? It's such a testament to the art.
0: Um, so Corazon is this Latino gay male from Miami, Florida. I wonder what that sounds like. Um, bullied kid got kicked out of the house for being gay, uh, n- unlike me. Um, not going to reveal too much more about his origin, but his power set. So, people think he's a healer, he's not a healer. What he does is that he restores. So, there's a theory in biology uh, called homeostasis that your body has a set point where it's supposed to be. Um, so what he does is that he's able to kind of restore that equilibrium so the body can better. Uh, be assisted in healing itself so he's a healer by default not by design so to speak and he's also the pacifist of the sh- of of the group and the one always encouraging his teammates to meditate and they will have none of that <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't they know it will only make their power stronger isn't that right <laughs> heroes of the midday meditation pump up podcast
0: <laughs> yes, yes 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 but my the other six members don't exactly get that concept yet
1: i love that his ability is allowing others to heal themselves because that's what i believe a, a lot if not all of healing work is
0: So he's our heart chakra guy. So since he's Latino, the word for heart in Spanish is corazón. I
1: love it. Up next, Tony shares a little bit about the hero whose power corresponds with the solar plexus chakra. Pay close attention because this hero is quickly becoming a fan fave.
0: So Segura is my solar plexus gal. Um, Miss Latrice, boy, she has got some attitude, grew up in West Harlem. She's my transgender girl. So assigned male at birth and transitioned to female as an adult. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I didn't want to make her a stereotype, but part of her storyline was that she started off as a drag queen in New York city. Um, and then eventually made her transition and stopped doing drag. Um, her power set is that she's got the strength of 10 women. So she can kick some serious ass. She may not be Captain Marvel category, but honey, you don't want to mess with Segura because um, the, the, the guys that were around her when her powers emerged are regretting it.
1: Um, <laughs> yes! I love that she has the power of 10 women. That's an amazing power.
0: <sighs> she, she is a no-holds-barred, uh, you know, no, 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 girl. She will, she will read you to filth.
1: Okay, another quick pause here. I literally just had to Google this while I was listening back to the sentence because I didn't know what this phrase meant. And I totally forgot to ask Tony. I was so into hearing about Segura that I just, it kind of, it came in one ear and out the other. I wanted to hear more about Segura. And so now I just Googled it and it's like the best phrase ever. It means to like really lay into someone verbally. I'd never heard that before. Okay, let's get back to it. We will
0: read you to Phil with no problem and beat you up at the same time. Perfect. She is, she just doesn't care. Um, She is um, half African-American and half Latina.
1: Our next hero in this lineup is Sire. He is the sacral chakra hero. And so what I really love about this is something Tony and I didn't get to talk about, but Recently, when I've been meditating for my chakras, I've been doing a series of meditations where there's two different energy centers in the sacral chakra. So I found his powers very interesting.
0: Sire, Mr. Sacral Chakra. He's my LA dude. So I also wanted to, a lot of them are from New York, but I wanted to give a couple of them, you know, different places in the United States. Um. So typical LA dude, very like, you know, not so much like howell that he's got that that um you know like jennifer kind of attitude but he's kind of like that surfer dude now he was assigned female at birth and transitioned to male has not had bottom surgery though um which fits into a little segment in issue number 1 where one of his teammates discovers oh wait a minute you have a vagina but you're a dude which is something that I'm sure people encounter in real life. Again, I just want to make it as close to real life as possible. Um, his power, he can make duplicates of things. But, like, uh, it's kind of like, it's funny. Uh, um, for my Legion of Superheroes fans, he's like Ultra Boy. Ultra Boy had superpowers, but he could only use one of them at a time. He could only create one duplicate at a time. So if he's creating a shield, he could only create one shield. So if he needs to create a table, he needs to, like, go of the shield. And, you know, so he could only do that one time. That's his, in, I'll, all I'm going to say, that's his initial power set. All uh-huh. of them have initial power set.
1: At this point, I hope you're recognizing yourself in this. Not necessarily that you're going out and like duplicating things, but the fact that these heroes have their initial skill set. And in my book, Super Intense, how working with your emotional intensity makes you a superhero. It really talks about how, you know, when when heroes first get their power, they don't know what the heck they're doing with them. And then you got to work with it and you build it and it grows and it gets stronger and it gets better and it gets more powerful and more profound. And so you are somewhere along that journey right now. And I love that Tony's giving you a glimpse that how these heroes are are beginning, not entirely their origin stories, but how often do you get to see a hero who's just learned about their powers and they're just trying to figure the heck out how they're supposed to use them. So for me, this is very relatable and an exciting concept to have in a comic book. Ooh, so exciting. I love Ooh. that they're discovering their powers and you're watching them alongside because just like with anyone and as you know in my book like when you first start discovering your emotional intensity as a superpower you don't know what the heck to do with it and it feels like a hot mess you got to learn how to work with it and we all go through those growing pains but we don't often get to see them sometimes actually a lot of comic books show them but not always in the movies do you get to see all those things and it's really important to see the what is it like when you first get a power how does that work how do you learn about it my god
0: <laughs> the, the only one that was like super cool about it because Song is a comic book reader so when he discovered his power he's like oh this is great i love it <laughs> everybody else is like wtf you know so it's kind of cool
1: now we could talk about discovering our powers all day and perhaps that should be another episode. But before we do any of that, let's move on to our seventh hero, the hero that corresponds with the root chakra.
0: Grounder is my white cisgender boy from the Midwest. God bless him, Hank. He is just, you know, he just had it bad, you know, and he grew up in a bad area and, um, you know, it, it's like, and he and he's also the poor thing. Such an airhead, he's not really bright. But then, in the end of issue, uh, towards the end of issue one, there's this one particular panel. I want to say page twenty one, that he uses his power. And when and when I scripted it, I I didn't realize how powerful this panel was going to be. And then Alejandro drew it, and literally tears are coming to my eyes because I'm like. I'm seeing this panel, like, that's where the hero was born. That very panel. And because Grounder's, like, this very reluctant hero. I mean, he grew up in this very, you know, uh, in in the Midwest, uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, you know, an alcoholic father who was very abusive and just, you know, had all kinds of bad shit. he got, oh, I almost revealed the spoiler. Stop. No. Uh... (laughs) Let's just say he got mixed up with the wrong crowd. And so when his powers emerge, he's the one that freaked out the most and like, you know, ran away. And, um, you know, he's the one that struggles with like, so now he's in New York, right? So born and raised in Knoxville, Tennessee. Now he's in New York, surrounded by people of color, uh, transgender, like, you know, he, he just doesn't, pansexual. It's like, it's so weird. And then the other part is there's this weird, Love triangle that's going to go on. I'm not going to say with who. Grounder might be one of them. And he just can't understand why he's having the feelings he's having. So, what you're really seeing is like the introduction to diversity through the eyes of this heterosexual, cisgender white boy. Wow. And, you know, initially, like my friend Rich, who's helping me out so, so much, was like, I don't like his name, I don't like him he's, you know, he helps me with the tech side and he's like, you know, I'm really starting to like Grounder. Mm. Um, And, you know, initially you're like, this kid's an idiot, but you just grow to like, love him. You know, he's like that, that, like that not so smart best friend you want to have at your side and like, and he's like this big jock, you know, for you X-Men readers, he's kind of has this like Hank McCoy before the blue fur kind of body like that very diesel, like, you know, football jock kind of like, you know, um, but he's just, he's the, he's the best. I just adore him. So I, I adore all of them so much, you know, they've become like my children now, you know, and, um, but grounders, the one that my heart goes out to the most, because in many ways he's kind of had it the worst and, you know, his power, he, you know, an issue one that, you know, he's trying to understand. So he's root chakra, his power, he, he grounds things. That's why he calls himself grounder. So it's not like a gravity thing. He puts things back where they're supposed to be.
1: Hmm. The interesting thing about this part of the interview is that our audio cut off for a while. Um, We may have even gotten kicked off. I think that's what happened. Something bizarre happened. So we may have not quite finished Grounder's story, but isn't that kind of nice, kind of wondering what else Grounder does? And if you're like me and you're wondering a lot more about this story, I mean, these modern day heroes fighting for justice in our present time, so going against the issues that we are facing of social injustice. I cannot wait to get my hands on this book, and it made me really wonder, I mean, how much work. Is going into this and how do you even get a book like this published
0: patience 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 uh no that that is a very key ingredient number one really is just a dream you know i i had a dream uh to have an all-inclusive very spiritual uh, superhero team originally it was it was not going to be based in present day i was just going to be like an avengers comic you know kind of thing but when i saw how i could connect it pretty well i was you know it just kind of so allow that dream it's like oh i have an idea of a comic of a girl who has radioactive boogers great stay with that daydream where could this story with this girl with radioactive boogers go go with it second very very important if you and i'm I'm talking as the writer find a good artist and not necessarily talent of course you want talent but you want someone that gets your vision because with alejandro he he gets me he gets me mind you we've never met my team none of us have met alejandro lives in spain Hernan, my colorist, lives in Argentina, you know, and, um, but, you know, so we, we've never met, but we get each other. And, um, you know, if you're like the boss, don't be afraid to say, like, you know what? I'm not okay with this. Let's do this. So be prepared to set a lot of boundaries. Very colorist and letterer. If you're doing a comic book, very, very important. Fortunately, there's an abundance of those, particularly abroad, which is why my are all abroad um and then lastly you need to know all of the tech that goes behind it because a lot of comics even if you're just going to go print there's still a lot and you probably went through this laying out your book for kindle there's the whole the very technical side that i'm not very good at and again kudos to my buddy rich bernatovich who's also the letter, letterer um, he's produced a lot of comics himself. One series called *The Sentinels*, amazing book, I highly recommend it. Also with LGBT, very diverse characters. Um, you know, he had the tech side down pat. You know, because I don't know how to use InDesign, which apparently is like the program to use to make a comic. So, to to answer your question, what does it take to get a comic published? A good team. That's what you need, and people that really have your back. The original color.
1: Well, sounds like what it takes is your own team of superheroes. So you can be a superhero in helping Tony get this thing funded if you go to helpmakethheaccords.com. Link in show notes. Again, it's com, And he has incredible bonuses, you guys. Like, This is probably sold out by the time you hear this, but it still is worth looking at. Even one of his bonuses is to be in the comic book as a character. Like, how incredible is that? Or to have a comic book artist, a professional artist, draw you as a character or draw a character. These rewards are insane, guys. Listen to this.
0: Listen, I I understand people who read comics come from various socioeconomic uh, backgrounds. So you got your $9 reward. The nine dollar is you get a digital copy of issues number one and two. Basically, you're paying cover price, um, but you know you're getting and and I plan to give it to the reward people, all of them at all levels before it's actually for sale on Comixology, which is the uh, you know the Kindle version for comic books. Um, then at the second level, uh, which is twenty dollars, you get issues one and two digital plus an eight postcard set lovely again all of Alex's drawings you have a team shot and seven individuals uh, of each of the members um, and you know you could use them as bookmarks or if like one girl yesterday was like oh no I can't wait to put up that Segura one because again Segura is the fan favorite um, so you could use it for whatever you want there now the most popular one is the $30 tier which gets you digital of issue number one and two, print of number one and the postcard set. Um, a little higher at fifty dollars, you get all of the above, and you also get um, the cover, eleven by fourteen poster of the cover of issue number one. If you've seen the artwork, you know it's going to be freaking amazing. Uh, for my for my comic book fans, anyone familiar with George Perez's work. Alejandro's uh, art style is very heavily influenced by George Perez. And George Perez is by far one of the best comic book artists um, in my lifetime. So um, there's that. So that's at the $50. Um, $75, you get the full package, which is everything I mentioned. But the poster this time comes signed by myself and Alejandro. So he's printing a bunch up in Spain, signing them and sending them to me, and then I'll sign them here. At the hundred and fifty dollar level, this is so now you're getting special, really special treats. So um, I keep saying Alejandro. He goes by Alex. I don't know why. So Alex um, is so you get everything I've described already, and Alex will do a single character digital commission, uh, pencil, inked and colored. So. Like, you, you, you talked about your desire, your love of Wonder Woman or Captain Marvel. He will do a single character commission of either one of those characters. And I got to tell you, Alex is great at creating. So if you wanted to design yourself as a superhero, Alex is the one to do it because I think he did a kick-ass job on Corazon for me. So this commission sketch could be anybody, any combination of things that you want. Um, we just sold the last um, $250 one, which is all of the prizes, including the commission from Alex Garcia, but a chance to be um, uh, incorporated into the comics. So as I was mentioning earlier, there's going to be two sets of supporting characters that you'll see throughout the comic. And the, one t- the second team um, will be featured prominently in the second story arc, which I'm planning for issues seven and up. And you get to be, all right, I'm gonna give a little spoiler. You get to be this person who got it today, and he's so excited, the child, the offspring of an actual of two actual gods. So let's say Ganesha and Kwan Ying or Apollo and Pele. What? Um so, yes. Now, if they mention this podcast and your name, somebody else wants to donate $250. Two of the characters of that team are already taken up. There's still three more to go. Maybe you want to be one of those. My top, 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 um, top prize is uh, the $300 prize, which is um, everything I've described above and uh, a a single uh, character commission, digital commission by Luciano Vecchio. Um, He was one of the artists for that Sentinel series I told you about, and he also is now drawing Ironheart, which is Riri Williams, an African-American girl who is like a female Iron Man. Fantastic book that Marvel's putting out. Eve Ewing is doing an amazing job writing this title, and Luciano is just kicking ass drawing it, and he's a good, good friend of mine, one of the sweetest men you'll ever meet. And, um, you know, you get a single-character commission by a Marvel Comics artist. Hello! Plus all of the other fabulous prizes. So, uh, you know, we, we, we padded it pretty well, I think.
1: I definitely think so. I mean, I'm basically drooling over these things that I want so badly. So anyone who's listening that is like the most incredible thing on top of supporting a comic book that is so needed. And I know is going to be fantastic. I cannot wait. I'm at the edge of my seat for anyone listening who, although I'm going to be splicing this. I don't know why I'm talking. Like I'm talking to my listeners, whatever. I might use this. Clearly I did. (laughs) Um, It's on my birthday that the decision gets made. So this is a fund all or nothing, Tony? It's It's all
0: or nothing. We are today, as of today, 67%. So we're at about um, $3,500 over a $5,000 goal. Um, You know, it says fund issues number one and two, but it's really funding issues two and three because this is my dream. So I'm putting all the initial costs for issue number one, even the startup costs. Um, I really want to make, at the very least, this first six-issue story arc. Um, So the Kickstarter is going to fund issues two and three. And hopefully, by these three issues, it'll generate enough money. So, I, you know, honestly, I got to tell you, I don't care if I, Tony Ortega, make a penny. I am so thrilled bringing this out into the world. And the response has been just so positive that, for me, it's like, you know, 15 year old tony ortega borderline suicidal uh hating who he was is now creating something that he wanted back then and hopefully we'll then touch another borderline suicidal tony ortega out there to be like you know the, the new hashtag i'm using using is find the hero within
1: oh my heart yes
0: so that really if, if i were to kind of collapse everything the accords is all about finding the hero within you know all of them have to overcome their own issues you know i spoke about grounder and, and grounder's the first one we start seeing him find that hero within reyna kind of jumps in and she's already being the hero within even though she's so conflicted because she doesn't want to be the leader but she is um you know so Really, if if there's one message, and there's just so many undertones, too. You know, there's the whole issue of unity, which you'll see play out throughout the first six issues. Um, but really, it's about finding the hero within. And I hope that the readers um, relate, find themselves in these characters. And yes, it was very easy because I made myself a character, loosely. <laughs> um, but as I've I've progressed in writing them, I'm relating to Segura who is a mixed race uh, transgender woman. That's not who, who I am, but I'm relating to her struggles. I'm relating to her sass because she's got a mouth on her, you know, and I got a mouth on me. So, you know, um, how even how I am the furthest thing from a Bushwick millennial spoken word champion. But, you know, I, I, I find my, a lot of myself in him. how he just doesn't want to participate in societal norms and just kind of create his own rules. So, you know, you start seeing, I'm hoping that people see themselves in these seven characters, plus my supporting characters. Oh, I didn't tell you about this one. There's this floating head, you'll see it in the cover of issue number one, um, called Lynx. She communicates, she only communicates with the seven members of the team. We have no idea who this Lynx person is. But she is integral uh, to these uh, integral. I always forget how to pronounce that word. Sounds Um, right to me. Yeah, to the first storyline, you know, and how the team kind of came about. Um, But you're like wondering who the, it's like Max Headroom for those of us old enough to remember that TV show. Um, You're way too young to remember (laughs) that. but it's like this floating head that talks to the seven of them. And they're, you know, and it's so funny because they all act like, oh, yeah, it's just links. She's a floating head talking to us, you know, kind of thing. So that's like, kind of like, and oh, and there's so many Easter eggs, so many references to pop culture stuff. I, I quote drag queens. There's a line from the original Melrose Place in there. I mean, there's all kinds of things. Um, you know, so lots and lots of little Easter eggs, particularly in issue number one. And it's just, it's, it's so exciting to uh, to see this unfold and so exciting to talk about it. And, you know, just the support that I've been getting has been so overwhelmingly positive and so nice. So I, I really thank you for letting me do this today.
1: Uh, Tony, thank you for doing what you're doing. I am so appreciative to you for doing this. It's so important to me and for the world. It really is
0: You know, I'm just a goon with a dream. Aren't we all? (laughs) I, I, you know, I, I hope that when I leave this plane of existence, that I leave it a little bit of a better place than when I walked in.
1: All right, goons with dreams. I hope that this has inspired you to, A, be your own hero, and B, go out there and help make this comic book happen go to helpmaketheaccords.com and select your tier to help make this happen and if you know someone who would love this comic book share it with them share it on social and share this interview with someone that you think could benefit now here is the big 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 thing about this the deadline to fund this is actually my birthday july 30th so that's right around the corner. And my hope is that you get this to as many people as possible or enough people listen to this to help really make a dent and help them get over that goal line so that this can really not just get started, but thrive. Because who doesn't want to see this be made? And real quick, here are some more ways to reach Tony. Or just follow him in general because he's awesome.
0: Oh, the best way to reach me is on my website or social media. My website is www.drtonyortega.com. Doctor is D-R, not spelled out, D-O-C-T-O-R. Or on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Again, DR Tony Ortega. I'm pretty responsive. If I don't follow you on Instagram, I have to just remember to check the spam folder, I guess. Um, uh, but I'm definitely very, very active. Um, especially if you get me like around one o'clock, that's my lunch break. And that's when I'm doing all my posts, but I'm very easily reachable on any one of those four
1: platforms. Thank you so much for listening until next time. Heroes. This is Captain Heart song signing off.